Well, no, let me just, uh, just going off of what happened last week, we're not going to bring him back up during the show, so I just want to get this out here right now. Fucking Connor, King of the Rat Boys, Connor, had a rat gimmick. He did. I didn't know that. You didn't I'm, actually know that? No, I saw, I felt some, like I saw pictures of Connor and he had like rat, a rat insignia on his trunks. But I thought that was just like his insignia. I didn't know it was this whole gimmick. Oh like, my I found god! A video, I found a video of him on NXT, and he's just like oh. he's walking through the back halls of NXT, and he looks down, and he just sees a little chunk oh. of cheese, and he leans down and just starts <laughs> munching on it, and then he follows this trail of cheese up to awaiting <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez, who proceeds to spray him with rat poison, and he's like. Scotty, the D ain't here this week. Yeah, the D, uh, welcome to Fight Boys, by the way. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by Blake Tanner. And our third man, uh, this is literally our second episode and we've already lost a cast member. No, uh, Dylan, Dylan had to do a little bit of moving, but he will be back. The Dylan will be back next week. So no worries about that, but, um, Blake (laughs) Tanner, the hotties. We knew they'd come. I'm so excited. I'm really, really hoping. Look, it's big if true. As it's bit, yeah, it's big if true. Big if true. Well, you you read about it, right? Like the deal yeah, they made. Yeah, uh, I did. I also read something that Meltzer said, like just kind of an offhand comment recently. Yeah, he was like, I haven't heard anything about it. Oh. Yeah, because everyone tells Meltzer everything, so, you know, it's whatever. I, at this point, I truly think that everybody does tell him everything. Right? Like, hey, Meltzer Bay. Like, well, they don't know who Meltzer is yet, <laughs> so they're just like, he's just like, yes, this is Frank Meltzing, your best friend, Frank Meltzing. You can tell Frank. me everything, Vince. <laughs> wow, Frank, I'm just happy I've got a good friend like you. It's to good talk. to see you, Frank. To talk You're to jacked as fuck. <laughs> good to have a good friend to talk to at the end of the day, who won't Look reveal at those biceps. Any, won't reveal anything to the press. Did I you say your name was Meltman? Meltman. <laughs> um. Well, 
apparently, like, they just paid TNA a big lump sum and was just like, yo, here's like 50 bucks. That should keep you running for another week. Let us have have the boys' silly gimmick. I don't know. I think with the new management, they could stretch that out to like, we could work for six months off of this. (laughs) Yes! Wait, what about paying all the stars? Uh, Uh, This can cover covers EC3's entire paycheck for the next three months. (laughs) Well, it's this thing of like, um, apparently the... The only problem is they don't want it to be the Broken Hardies. They want it to be the Broken Hardy. Because they want... Basically, I think they're like, what we can do, we can help... We can settle out the Smarks by giving Matt his broken gimmick. And then, you know, to rake in that money, we're going to have the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. So I think their plan is to break them up, which sucks, because that means we get none of the delightful Brother Nero. Love some Brother Nero. But if that also means we get Tuesday Night Matt down. Tuesday Night Matt down. Oh, that reminds me. I saw um, there was an interview with Cody Rhodes where he was talking about the brand split. And, you know, I think he was gone by the time the brand split happened. But I think so. uh, There were talks. uh, There were talks for a while to have uh, Stardust, you know, his character, Stardust appear on Raw. Yeah. But on SmackDown, there would be a hot news star by the name of Cody Rhodes. Cody. <laughs> hot returning. So would he, like, would they propel Cody to, like, winning championships and everything to where Stardust was still just, like, that weird jobber? Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Well, I guess they already recycled that gimmick and just gave it to Jinder Mahal. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. A whole unhindered gender. Hey, unhindered gender is going to be running, running the place soon. <laughs> Until he's would... taken out by uh, Tyler Breeze, as we established <laughs> last week. Exactly. I... I would like to point out, this is the second week in a row that I have just not been able to watch a damn thing of wrestling. I, well, yeah, no, same here. I watched SmackDown in the break room at work, and <laughs> my personal favorite moment is uh, Eric Rowan was coming down to the ring, and you know, he's got his, like, his sheet mask has slowly evolved from normal sheet mask to kind of fucked up sheet mask to Bane's sheep mask because it's got tubes coming out of it. And he's just walking mm-hmm. down to the rig, and I hear a guy from behind me come out of the bathroom and just go, the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's wrestling, dude. And my, dude, my dude, my that's person, wrestling. My favorite thing about watching wrestling in public are the people who actually like wrestling but aren't willing to admit it. Man, <laughs> this stuff's so dumb, but it just kind of hooks you, doesn't it? <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, just say you fucking like it. Yep. Yep. We all know it's dumb on some level, but it's we so all get fucking it. awesome. We really, really get it. It's like, I mean, I'm watching people, you know, like, do think, kill each other and shit on Game of Thrones, and it's like, it's not real, dude. Just, I hope you know dude, that. Bro, it's not real. Um, bro, it's just a prank. It's just a prank. Well, speaking of Breezy and his ascension to the title, fucking... You, you, I think we've established a long time ago that Vince is listening to all of our conversations. Somehow. And, um, apparently he heard, like, Breeze needs to win a title. 
Alright, we'll do it. Because fucking Breezango <laughs> are now the number one contenders. <laughs> this is just the first step. This is, <laughs> this is the first step. They're going to lose their match for the title. And then, mm-hmm. beauty shot, <laughs> Castle of Breeze, baby. Yeah, boy. Um, I would also like to take another sidebar to say that earlier this week, Mauro Ranallo has officially parted ways with WWE. Meanwhile, Dylan is somewhere going, yes! Yes! Meanwhile, you better, Dylan better be glad, A, he's not on this podcast right now, and B, that I don't live close to him so I can throttle him. Oh, well, hey, his company got him back. But you know what? I, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm mad at Dylan too. You know why? Because you know why? me and him are both Orlando boys, and we're both. He's a Universal employee, meaning no matter what, whenever we can just go to TNA whenever we want. And yeah. last weekend we just were like, "Fuck it, TNA sucks now. They don't have the Hardys. They don't have any other good <laughs> gimmicks. They have no one." And you know what we missed? We missed. I know big, what you missed. We missed. Holla if you hear me. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Big Papa Pope as the hookup. Oh my God! Because Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner, Scott Steiner is back. And let me tell you something right now. If I were in that arena, and you know what? If I was at an arena on a normal day, there's probably like. A 25 to 50% chance that I would enjoy a TNA show. But if Scott Steiner came out on that show in 2017 after a lengthy absence, it would mm-hmm. increase to about, if I saw Scott Steiner not after a lengthy absence, it'd go up to about 75%. But if you add in that lengthy absence, you take that 75%, add it to the 50%, and then add in an additional 13 and 3 fourths percent for every single for every single minute that he had been gone I would be I would enjoy that show 156 and 3 quarters percent more than I would normally but what happens when you add Kurt Angle into the mix uh, you add, look Kurt Angle Kurt Angle knows Kurt Angle knows he can't beat him cause he's got those fat asses is that why he's on Raw now? <laughs> he's booking dumpster matches. Booking, oh my gosh, Kurt the Angle, dumpster match. Kurt Angle and that shit though. Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe are both on Raw now. That Holy means, shit! Yeah, that means they're they are two thirds of the way to the greatest triple threat of all time. But of Holy course, Samoa shit. Joe knows. Samoa Joe knows he'll never win because he's got those fat asses. He'll never win. I would, uh, God, I would, I would rebuy my network subscription and just like get a guaranteed ten-year WWE network subscription if I heard Scott Steiner call Samoa Joe fat on Raw. Man, uh, yeah, going back to the fuck, the dumpster match though. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to I re- talk about well, that. I really like when you're trying to build up a superstar. You kind of have to, you have to top him every single week, right? Otherwise, he loses its steam. I think they've done that in reverse with Braun. So they had a week where they were just like, you know what you're going to do this week? You're going to take an entire ambulance, this huge vehicle, and turn it on its side and nearly <laughs> kill the man inside. Next week, ah, you'll probably make the ring explode. The third week, you're going to throw a Mexican in a trash can off the stage. 
Yep. Next and the week, week after that, he's just, you're going to get thrown into a trash can. No, next, yeah. next week, he just walks out, drinks a beer, and crushes it on his head. And then the whole crowd, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to say, though, that I enjoyed the ending to the dumpster match because by the fact that they finally, I think, in my mind, made Kalisto not just try to be a cookie-cutter Rey Mysterio um, Mexican dude babyface luchador. Uh They have actually done that more so by just having him kind of kick Braun into a dumpster. Just kick him into a dumpster. Just kick him into a dumpster. It's on par with the table match I think Big Show had a long time ago (laughs) where Big Show lost the table match because he... Stepped down Step. off of the ring and just kind of stepped through the table, and they were like, "No, nope, y'all fucked nope. up." God, I fucking love that. But you know what? Um, you know what, Braun? Uh, Braun with all this strength leading into uh, this Sunday's Payback pay per view, which I think neither of us knew was going to happen until today. No. Nope. Um, hopefully, he'll defeat Roman Reigns, and uh, I-, I think ostensibly become the number one contender. Become the number one contender to the World Heavyweight Champion. And, of course, you do know where the next title defense for Brock Lesnar will be, don't you? Oh, Scotty. <laughs> you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Ba, 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 ba. Too much fighting makes a man insane. <laughs> you broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great ball. balls of Brock! Great balls of Brock! Great Brock! Get the Brock, uh, the Brock screech in there. Yeah. Uh, Great balls of fire. Oh my god. Just great bronze of fire. Great balls. Um, I I don't know what to say to that. Oh my god. So I see you've sent me, you've sent me video of Seth Rollins' new finisher, which, uh, I, it's, I believe he is blatantly stolen from the Dylan. The, all all that is is an upper dicker. It's just upper, instead of instead of a dick punch, it's a knee to the face. Like what kind of ridiculous just, bullshit is this? I can't believe that. That's a that's a double dicker. That's a, that's the double dicker. <laughs> double dicker. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know they were like. They're like, what are we going to call this new finisher? Well, we've got it settled. It's the double dicker. Sorry, guys. Um, I think this is all just trying to compensate for the fact that Seth Rollins' perfect finisher was just stepping dudes' heads into the mat. So now he's just like, "Let me. what if I bring my leg up to their face? Can we do that? Yeah. Oh, my God. What? If, I know they wouldn't, but what if they like let him use the curb stomp as, like a, uh, as almost like Randy Orton's punt? Like a punt, yeah. I've seen that floated around a couple but, times. I would like that. Oh, but wait. Wait, dear reader. <laughs> okay, imagine it's Seth Rollins versus, uh, I don't know, uh, Luke, uh, Anderson and Gallows. Just attacked him. End of the match. He grabs, An- uh, Gallows is on the ground. Grabs Anderson, hits him with the double dicker. His knee is <laughs> up in the air, comes down, hits Gallows with a curb stomp. Ultimate, it's it's the anti-tag team move. It's a two-on-one move. It takes out two men with one hit. So it's the double-decker stomp. Yeah, that's the, the double-decker stomp. <laughs> Wait, the double-decker curb stomp. The, D- the DDKS. The DDKS. DDKS. 
I mean, it's all it's got to be called the Kingslayer, right? Like, there's no way they could change yeah. it to be anything else. Cause that's you know, I wish though, like that he actually used it to slay the king, but oh well, in a way he did <laughs> because not not the king of kings, but the king of WWE certainly. Because if you'll remember back a couple years, that knee is definitely what shattered John Cena's <laughs> nose. That's that's kind of what I thought originally. It's like, oh, that's that's the you can't see knee. That's the nose breaker. Yeah, um, that's the knees that broke Cena's nose. You can't see knee. <laughs> um, speaking of Cena, I'm real mad. Like, I know we thought the Nikki Bella proposal thing was cute at the time. Yeah. Now that Moore's come out about it, I'm really hating the fact that he proposed to Nikki at WrestleMania. I don't because it means that we still tied in our prediction series. Fuck you! <laughs> All right, so tell me, tell me about the information that's come out because I'm woefully ignorant. On oh wait, it. do you not really not know this? So, I don't know. So obviously, it was Taker's last match, mm-hmm. and Taker wanted to go out against an opponent who he felt like you know would carry the company when he was gone. So obviously, oh, the whole Nick's the whole Nick Cena Taker uh, match. Yeah, it was supposed to be John yeah. Cena versus Undertaker, which God, that would have been, been real. But oh, no, no, no! With the year that Cena had had up to that point, I would have loved it to be Cena Taker. Well, no, no, no! That's not the one I'm mad about. I'm not mad about Cena Taker. That's whatever. I'm mad about the Miz because mm. if the Miz had not gone on to face John Cena, be. Oh, wait, I was about to do EC3's music. I always get him and EC3's music mixed up. <laughs> Just fucking imagine a fucking violin, okay? It would have been, been, been fucking Nakamura. It would have been the yeah, Miz was... versus Nakamura. That would have been the best. That is a fucking match that I would love to see. Could you imagine? Obviously, it would not have been like the Sami Zayn Nakamura match. It would have been like a five star no. classic. But could you imagine the Miz coming down and playing his. I defeated John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania, and now I'm not even booked. Like, he's played that card before of, like, I'm not even booked on the show. What the hell? Could you imagine him being like, I'm not booked, coming out at WrestleMania and being like, whoever wants to face me, come face me. Then Nakamura music hits. You know, it would be so much better than fucking, I'm going to walk out to the ring one week, and I'm going to do my finger thing around you, and I'm not going to talk, and then the next week I'm not even going to be there, yeah. and then the week after that I'm going to do the finger thing again. Yeah. Because I'm Nakamura. You should have come out at WrestleMania Yo! and fingered the Miz. Should have just went out, finger banged the, the Miz, and left. I mean, I think that's the point. That's the greatest WrestleMania moment that Miz could have ever gotten. Is getting finger banged by Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> Am I using that correctly? Get that, yeah, get that old, uh, get that Kinshasa finger in get there. That, the Kinshasa finger. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So. Go, going all up for that Boma Yee. That Boma Yee! The, uh, the, please sit down and relax at Boma Yee! Uh, <laughs> so I, I think we have a casting call that we have to do, though. All we right. have a casting call we need to do right now. And that's for who will play Vincent Kennedy McMahon in the Vince McMahon movie. 
which is mm-hmm. this has been talked about all week. Yep. Because apparently Vince McMahon is having a movie made about himself, and uh, it was floated around studios last year, but the problem was, like, no studio would touch it because it didn't have Vince's blessing. And so, mm-hmm. therefore, like, hey, you'll get... Vince still does have some pull in Hollywood, apparently. And That's so, amazing. now... Well, you know, Vince's best buddies with the president, apparently. Yeah, Vince's buds with the prez. And so, um... <laughs> Yeah, so now now that Vince is on board, it's been taken over. They're making a Vince McMahon movie, and yet they still haven't made a Chris Benoit movie, which kind of makes <laughs> No, like, that was shopped around. I'm not just being a dick. I'm not just being like, why doesn't that movie exist? Like, that was supposed to be a thing. I just feel like in any possible configuration of the world as it is, like... A Vince McMahon movie would come definitely after, before Chris Benoit movie. After the results of, like, what happened to Chris Benoit? Let's take a look here. Crossface, the Chris Benoit movie. Why? Yeah, apparently September 8th, Chris... We're just gonna go back to the Chris Benoit movie at this point. Um, Mm. it's going to be directed by... Some dude, Lexi Alexander, known for Punisher Warzone. Well, oh no, right? Um, well, what is this? This has got to be some lengthy PSA for like concussion awareness or something, right? Well, yeah, like it's not like they're gonna be painting him in a positive light by the end of it. Look. Do you know what? I read some forums where it's like, Chris Benoit never did anything wrong, and it's pretty fucking crazy. It's on par with, like, there's a beautiful pizza place where we live, and uh, at one point, the owner of that pizza place definitely killed his mom and then hung himself. And the restaurant, <laughs> and the restaurant it- shut down for about three months because, hey, how yep. do you bounce back from that? I was the first one there when they reopened because, you know what, I don't care what the owner did as long as they made good pizza. And while I don't agree with what Chris Benoit did, he made some amazing pizza when he was in that ring. I'll give you that. But I also wasn't a huge fan of that pizza place when it that pizza, the dude was alive. That pizza place is great. I'm a big fan yep. when I look up Chris yep. Benoit movie. Uh, the options are Hard, Hard Knocks, the Chris Benoit story. Brett the Hitman Heart, American Sniper, Passengers, and WWE Bloodbath. Why is American (laughs) Sniper on that list? Oh, God. Actually, so is Holding Patterns that I don't know has anything to do with Chris Benoit. Why is this coming up? I mean, what does American Sniper have to do with Chris Benoit? Is there something that I don't know about? Um, there's literally nothing about Chris Benoit on the Holding Patterns website. Anyways, um, Vince McMahon movie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it should be... Okay, who do I think would play Vince McMahon? Obviously, it should be Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe? I could totally... I, I would be amazed if Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not make an appearance in this movie in some way. I just look up old, terrifying actor. <laughs> Let's see. Well, there we it go. Depends. Steve Buscemi. 
What if we want to play? What if we want to do young Vince McMahon though? Oh nope! I just got the answer. I got the answer, and I don't give a shit. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yep, Kevin Spacey's <laughs> the one to do it. <laughs> I don't know who young, who young Vince could be though. Adrian Brody maybe. No. Jared Leto. Uh, how old is Adrian Brody? I'm saying young. I'm saying young Vince. Yeah, I guess when you think about him and the fact that Vince is like 80 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, for uh, he, he's a method actor and preparing for his... Vince is only 71. I'm very sorry. Preparing for his role as Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Jared Leto uh, abused multiple women and screamed <laughs> at people for hours oh, on end. He actually... Jared Leto... He actually sent uh, sent his castmates photos of his dick. <laughs> we're, we're actually and pushed them we're in investigating pools. Jared Leto for covering up a murder. Yeah, right. Um, um shit. Um, well, you know what? I don't have to. You know what, Blake? If uh, if I had to cover up uh, either a murder or my naked body, you know where I would go? I'd go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and click. On the Fight Boys section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have merchandise. Step on up to the merch table, babies. We got signed 8 by 10s We don't. We should. No. Can we make eight? Oh, damn it. I think 8, sure. eight by 10s may happen soon. Um, signed 8 by 10s whatever you want. And we got shirts for some of the great JWF wrestlers. We've got a new a Vape World Order shirt. We have uh, King of the Rat Boys, Connor, as a shirt. And then, of course, we do have a normal Fight Boys shirt, uh, which actually is really dope. I ended up really liking the way the Fight Boys logo turned out. Yeah, yeah. I did blatantly steal it from New Japan. But you know what? That was fine. That was actually the only way we could get... get, uh, We could get Dylan to agree to be on here. We had to do (laughs) something New Japan related. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Blakey Tan... There is a paper. Oh, by oh, the way, yeah. um, hold on. Please don't use our shirts to cover up a murder. Just don't. You okay? You know what? As a member of the greatest tag team of all time and the current JWF tag team champions, the BS, use a vape world order shirt to cover up a murder. Get those horrible <laughs> people out of here. They burnt those my Those three neck. bastards. Those bastards. Um, but Blake Tanner, there is a pay-per-view this Sunday. Not a JWF pay-per-view, unfortunately, but a WWE pay-per-view. Which I I didn't realize was happening. No, neither did I. Well, which which one is it? Is it Backlash? Uh, 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 Payback. Payback. Payback, payback. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I I guess that makes sense, because, you know, Payback is the one that's after WrestleMania. Which it wasn't for a it long time, by the way. It was Extreme Rules for the longest time. The only, reason, yeah. the only reason I remember it was Extreme Rules for the longest time was because when I used to book our uh, book JWF, I would always book Extreme Rules after WrestleMania. Not saying I book JWF, that's up to the higher-ups. You know, Spider Lockhart, Captain Tibbs, all those good boys. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I would always put Extreme Rules after it. Anyways, so since there is a oh. pay-per-view... That means... I'm about to send you a link of one of the promotionals for it. Is that a real link? No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, But since there is a pay-per-view, Blake Tanner, that means it's time. 
It's time for us to make some predicatons, some predictions for what's going to happen. Uh, Elbar, let me tell you what these predicatons are going to be. Oh, Captain Tibbs, welcome to the show. Like I was just saying, <laughs> one of the commentators for JWF Wrestling, uh, Captain Tibbs has joined us. Commentator, booker, uh, homeowner. What? As of three weeks ago. Oh, you finally bought a house, Captain Tibbs. That's good to hear. I live in the rafters. <laughs> so so it's not really a home. You just live in the arena. It's my house. <laughs> but uh, I heard I heard you actually had a dispute at the last uh, JWF pay-per-view. Because even though it is known that you own the house, uh, one of those young upstarts actually came out and disputed you over the ownership of the yard. Did you, did Do you still own the yard? I told that little bastard to get off my grass. Get off my lawn. <coughs> he shoved a spear into my side. I like to think Dylan is our Roman. <laughs> so it's just like Dylan versus Captain Tibbs for ownership of the yard. Okay, we're way off track. Um, God, let's get to some predic- predicatons. Uh, let's see. Uh, pre-show, we have Finn Balor on the Miz's, on Miz TV. Are you seeing okay. anything big coming out of that, or? Um, let's see. Actually, do you know what else is on the pre-show? What Enzo else? Amore and Big Cass versus... Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And I believe, if I remember this correctly, Blake, when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for... Or live. Life. Meaning, uh, I think Finn Balor attacks The Miz with Gallows and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, which way would you do it, though? If this does happen, do you do Enzo and Big Cass, like, about to beat Gallows and Anderson, outruns Finn Balor, and then turns uh. on him, and then Balor, basically then the club is Mrs. Guests, what would you do? That's a good question, because, like, who the fuck needs this more? Because, God, I love Enzo and Cass, and I love Gallows and Anderson, but they just haven't done shit. You're You're talking about people who were Raw champions literally a month ago. Right? <laughs> and uh, both Raw champions and then ones who were very big favorites to become Raw champions. <laughs> but yeah, I li- I'm pretty sure I might have picked them to become anyway. Oh, I think we both did. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I like to think, okay, my prediction is Gallows and Anderson, uh, Amore and Cass, referee is going to be down. Uh, Gallows is going to... Anderson's gonna have Gallows a chair. They're about to beat the shit out of Enzo. Down runs Finn, who, you know, on Monday Night Raw, for some reason, they just decided to ruin the first interaction they would ever have together by putting him in a random six three-on-three match. Rematch with him, yeah. And so, with that as backing, the audience is like, oh, he was friends with he Cass. He get it. He's going, he was friends with Cass on Monday. He's going to attack Gallows and Anderson. He's got to help protect him. Turn, swerve, Enzo and Cass go down. Ref comes up. The club reunites over their defeated carcasses. Then rolls on to Miz TV, where Finn Balor and the club kind of make their announcement that they're yeah. taking over. Um, so, yeah, I say Gallows and Anderson I'm... went after Finn interference. Finn interference. 
Um, how many two? We need a two sweet counter. Um, uh, no, I, I don't think it will be that many. It's not as bad as a super kick counter. No, there's at least gonna be. We need at least two, right? Oh, there's gonna be two. I say there's gonna be four two sweets. Four two sweets. I'm gonna say a little less, at least three. Okay, okay. Um, so let's move to the main. So uh, we both agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Owens versus Jericho. I feel like I mean, this one is very obvious. Yo, like it was like it was obvious at Mania. Well, I mean, not only that. If Jericho wins the title, he will be transferred to SmackDown. Jericho's last scheduled WWE appearance is on an episode of Raw the next night. <laughs> so, yep. I gotta say, uh, probably gonna be mm. my boy KO. Yo, that is one of the things about the brand split, because, like, I understand. Because you can't have, like, two world titles and then both of the secondary titles on one show. Yeah. Because that's kind of crazy. Well, speaking of that, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt in a what-the-fuck House of Horrors match. House of Horrors match. It's not for the title, last I heard. Oh, shit, it's not. At least down on this, yeah. this Wikipedia article ain't saying it. Um, I still... No one has ever said it's for the title. So, Bray may come out winning it. Which I think he sorely, sorely needs. Nope, I'm good. But actually, you know what? No, it's a raw pay-per-view. Bray's a raw. I'm gonna give it to Bray. Now that I know it's not for the title. Yeah, it is a raw pay-per-view, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, uh. So, are you going Bray or Randy? I'm gonna go Bray. I mean, it doesn't matter in this Predicaton series, but I'm gonna go Bray. So we got both Brays. Uh, yeah. The broken ones. The yet to be broken ones. Matt and Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro and Sha Shamu. Shamu. It depends on how quickly WWE wants to go through with the whole splitting them up to do the broken gimmick. I heard that they're not going. They're not planning on pulling the trigger on it this soon. That's why I'm gonna keep it on the Hardys. Because yeah, if they take it off I of think... them, I would say they would take it off it on someone like bigger than Cesaro and Sheamus. Then again, I did say yeah. that about New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus. So. Yeah, and I guess they've been weirdly like Cesaro and Sheamus haven't lost a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, they're very a weird tag team. Like it, yeah. at least with like they they at least had the gimmick of like they hate each other at the beginning. Now it's just kind of like, hey, they're too foreign, but not not scary foreign. You they're know? not. Yeah, they're not heel foreigners. They're just there. Yeah. It, this is the whole, we don't have anything for you right now, tag team. Yeah, that's that's literally, if we could give Cesaro and Sheamus is team, we don't have anything for you right now. <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, I didn't. So, yeah, I didn't, the Hardys. I didn't realize they had a, a, they had a match or a rematch, Neville versus Austin Aries. Mm, I really want Austin Aries to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it to Aries. I know nothing yeah. about this feud. I've heard, I've even read nothing about this feud. It's funny because like Neville, since like he's became king of the cruiserweights, has been real good. He really is king like, of the cruiserweights. Like he is yeah. dominant in that role. But he's cut some bomb ass promos. But Austin Aries has come off as this cocky, 
but likable dude. Austin is the most likable dude of all time. I love Austin Aries. And I like the idea uh, that I don't know how they've been playing him, though. If they've been playing him as like this chasing the title babyface, I'd love for him to win it. And then you have all the babyface cruiserweights come out and they do a celebration. And then he just fucks them up. It, it's just like cruiserweights yeah. are nothing. It, no, it's very like. It's like this segment of the show that's separate. With only those specific wrestlers that isn't entertaining. Like, at least the celebrity wing of the JWF has entertaining characters. <laughs> yeah. There's Guy well, Fieri. Like, there's a few that are there that could be like, we could build, you know, some stuff around you. But it's just like, they don't give Jack Gallagher enough. I like that was the... Um, I would love if that was where you ended it. There's some guys there that are good, but you know, Jack Gallagher Jack is Gallagher. the only one. Well, when I think about it, the only three cruiserweights that I can think of are Jack Gallagher, Neville, and Austin Aries. No, there's, um... TJ Perkins. I was gonna say that Indian dude that's not gender. I remember... Davari. 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 Is it Davari? Is Davari Indian? Damn it, I don't know. Gender's Canadian, okay? Shut up. I mean, gender is Canadian, I would just like to post it. I'm like, man, I'm so glad Sammy had not got caught up in all that I'm bullshit really gimmick. I'm really happy he didn't. Um, well, apparent. Oh, Perkins turned heel. Sorry, I'm I'm going. Yes, he did. I'm going back up. That means I can boo him with uh, no guilt now. Um, shit. There's just no. There's nothing, man. I'm just going up. I'm trying to read anything. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there, yeah. There's nothing behind it. All it's talking oh, about is that... Perkins' heel turn. Maybe, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to give it to Neville after Perkins interferes. Okay. Because that's kind of the storyline they're playing is Perkins. Like, Neville turned Perkins against Ares. So now Perkins comes and interferes. And then, I don't know, maybe Perkins wants a shot at the title. And then this will all lead to a six-man ladder match at SummerSlam. I don't know. Um... Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins versus Smojo. Um. Yeah, this is a match that should have happened yeah. literally two pay-per-views ago. This is a match that, yep. I mean, I understand why it couldn't have happened, because I did not want to see a man's leg snap in half and tear itself asunder on a live pay-per-view. Yeah. Because I was kind of scared of that at Mania, but... I don't. If, if, if Samoa Joe does win, he could put himself in a position to break away from Stephanie and Triple H, right. because he's too good for them. Because he did what Triple H couldn't, right? Yeah. And if I will say, if Samoa Joe wins. I will be the most shocked at any of these because fucking they have done not a hot damn thing with Samoa Joe. No, that's also true. He, not even WrestleMania. They, was he anywhere to be seen at WrestleMania? I can't even remember. Nope. Mm-mm. 
This is what happens when they debut you two weeks before WrestleMania. Let me put it this way. He's been there since January 30th. And, uh... Has it been that long? He's been there since January 30th, and his raw section of his Wikipedia page is about four sentences long. And that's it. Shit, dude. He hurt Seth, then he did... Then he stood around. He hurt Seth, he did a Sammy, and that was it. That was it, shit. (sighs) Yeah. I feel really bad because I love Samoa Joe, but... Man. It's Seth. It's just Seth. All right. Yeah. Alex. He's gonna get that. He's gonna get that double dicker. He's gonna get the double dicker straight to the face. Hey. Oh. Whoa! Did you hear? It's much better than Derpy Deeds, though. <laughs> Do you remember Derpy Deeds? Derpy Deeds. Wait. Did Did you hear that though? Hey. What? Did you hear that? What? Hey. What? Are you hearing that? Hey. What? I don't know. Eh, we want some melee. Eh, we want some melee. Eh, we want some Bailey. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the women's championship. Because apparently, what they were doing is they were like, "We're gonna take the previous women's champion, swap their brands, and then make them number one contenders." Yeah, of course. So, oh, that makes me so bad because Becky's not doing anything. They're doing a decent. No, they're not. No, they're really not. Oh, I just did. You see that video of Becky doing a three hundred pound deadlift? I was so impressed with our baby girl. I was so impressed. I was so proud of her. Anyways, I was very um, happy. Um, okay, this match. No. I'm just saying no to this match. I'm gonna say Bailey. This match, like it's uh, yeah. I don't see any reason why they would drop it. It's like Bailey is the hot. She's a Bailey face. She's the hottest. The thing Bailey they got going. She's B- Bailey, so hot right she's now. So hot. All right. So yeah, you agree, Bailey? Have yeah. we disagreed at all? No. It's one of those pay per views, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like this is just such a, it's just a real, like... It is a B-level, this is a C-level pay-per-view in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, you know? And then finally, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. I think Braun's gonna win. Because Uh, I've heard tell that, like, I've heard tell that... Uh, our good boy, our our big our big jacked boy Brock, his next opponent is gonna be Braun. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I. Do you hear this? Uh, that's the uh. Yeah, of, I hear that's that. That's the uh of Roman stink. That's I the just Roman. smell Roman that's... stink all over this match, Blake. It's like Roman fucks with all logic. No matter what and match he's in, I think that's how much we dislike him as fans. Is that it just instantly puts a ah, uh, even though we know the answer is fuck it. I'm gonna say Roman just because you said Braun, so it's our one deciding factor on who wins the pay per view. 
Oh God, I can't have that stress in my life. Roman okay. Reigns will Reigns. defeat Braun Roman Reigns. He uh, is am- really strong. <laughs> Am I gonna have to buy uh, another bottle of whiskey just to get through this pay per view like are. I did WrestleMania? Oh, son of a bitch! Um, you know I've been budgeting so hard recently that I haven't been able to actually buy booze. I had to take it from Austin's last time we had a party. No, don't, baby boy. Um, and you know what, Blake? I'm sorry that you've been having to, you know because I have too. I've been having to, like, sort out my money, because, uh, you know, uh, doing this podcast is hard work, and t- makes it, we have to spend a lot of money on it, we gotta do, we gotta spend all the cash to go to shows, yeah. to record. Is that what you were doing when you were drinking around the world at Epcot? Yeah, dude, I was, I was saving so much money, and so, um, but, but you know how people can help Blake? By going to patreon.com slash fightboys, and just donate us a little bit of cash. Just give us a little bit of dollar every single month. Because, you know, it'll be reoccurring. It'll be a dollar out of your bank account every single month. But, hey, that's no Mm -hmm, big deal. mm -hmm. That's less than a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And then there are perks. I've done it. I've I've created perks. And then it's all related to the great company. Oh, my. All related. God, I love that. To the great company known as the JWF. Donate a dollar a month, Blake Tanner. And you will become an official JWF jobber. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, JWF is our own personal federation here on Fight Boys. And, of course, we have to have wrestlers, right? So donate a dollar, mm-hmm. and you'll get, to, you'll get to come on every week, and you'll make us all look really strong. We'll find <laughs> a way to put you in there, and you'll get the shit kicked out of you. Now, if you if you don't if you feel like you have a little bit more dignity than that, a little bit more class, donate five dollars, and we'll put you in a storyline. We'll give you a full character, a full fledged idea behind you. You can even write it if you want. Just include it in your donation, and uh, you can make a run for your title. You could try to take down the Dylan if there's two of you. Hell, you could even try to fight oh, the yeah. BS. Oh yeah, boys, <laughs> that's what it is. After, and then of course, come on, man, donate thirty dollars a month. And uh, I'm not saying, Blake Tanner, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not I'm one to bribery when it comes to a championship. Because you know something? The JWF championship is prestigious. <laughs> it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. However, donate $30 yep. or a month, and you'll become a reoccurring character. You'll be there every single week. You'll have storyline after storyline, mm-hmm. and who knows? You may become JWF champion. Yep. Scotty, you that, might not be that kind of discerning when it comes to bribes, but Captain Tibbs damn, damn sure really is. I need to pay rent. That's actually how Jinder Mahal did it. I don't think, don't know if you do that. Um, you want a belt? Give me ten bucks, buddy. Well, I, please. Th- th- thank you, Captain Tibbs. Uh, but I guess that means it's time. It's time, Blake Tanner. Yep. It's time to go back. Oh, by ba- the way, yeah. that's Fight Boys. With a Z. Patreon.com slash Fightboys. With a Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not some punk. We're not <laughs> punks who just do asses. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the JWF. The greatest wrestling promotion in all of time and space and mostly podcasting. And then, of course, last week, Blake Tanner. Uh, horrible. Horrible attack. A horrible attack. 
on my uh, on Scotty Moore's life, not me. The JWF Scotty Moore, completely separate been, character. Yeah. Um, Th- those boys got vaped out. Yeah, the the vape world order. They came out to that ring, and they they brutally attacked Scotty Moore with a vape pin. Took the coils, jammed <laughs> it into his neck, and so uh, JWF has actually sent one of their top reporters, Captain Tibbs himself. To Scotty Moore's hospital room to uh, do an interview. Captain Tibbs, we're going to turn it over to you. Well, thank you very much, Scotty. I'm here in the hospital room with Scotty. Other Scotty. Scotty Moore. Hey, Tibbs. So, Scotty Moore. How you doing, man? Last week, you got attacked by the vape world order. You got a red-hot coil shoved into your neck. Do you have anything to say to those bastards? You know... This is what I've been thinking about all week. I've been having to get stitches, getting skin grafts. There was all, there was, uh, if you went on the JWF's official Instagram, which may or may not exist, you could see a hole <laughs> burnt into my neck where those coils were. The, the doctors were afraid that the juice was actually going to cause an infection. And, uh, and then I came to realize something. I realized something about my, my opponents. About these boys who came to step to me and the bee, I realized that uh, they're practiced. They know what it means to vape. They've never been burned before. They've never been hurt before by their own weapons. And uh, that ain't me. I've been burned before. I've been hurt before, and I'm sure I'll be burned. I'll be hurt again. And that's the funny thing is uh, I've been burned before. I'll be burnt again. Uh... The thing is, though, those vape boys, they were champions before. But I know for a fact they won't be champions again. Because after what they did to me in that ring, there's no way. There's no way those titles are getting out of my grasp. Hell, what they did, that hot coil, all that did was just melt the metal of my JWF tag title to my waist. It's keeping it there forever. Because the Vape Nation, they're going down at the next pay-per-view. Blake Tanner and I are going to take them out in a ladder match. (laughs) Because if there's one thing that the JWF knows, it's that the best can't be spelled without the B-S. Thanks, Tibbs. Hey, buddy, I got that blooming Onion for oh, you. Oh, fuck, yes! Let's party, motherfucker! Anyways, G- back to the show. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, well, back to you. <laughs> back to the show here. Um, well, uh, I hope Blake Tanner hurries back from the hospital, because he is in our main event tonight uh, against Momoa Curry, the JWF champion. Uh, last week, he sent his crony, his crony, uh, brunch time Baron Corbin, to come... And try to take out the man known as the D, the Dylan, in his quest to become number one contender, and he failed. And after that match, mm-hmm. uh, Momoa, we saw him. He was angry, berating Corbin, tossing him, tossing him out like trash. And uh, I think uh, Momoa had something very important to say to him backstage today. Let's take a look. Hold on. Hold on. I got... Hey, Momoa. Hello. You got something to say. Hello. I'm sorry. Who who are you? Captain Tibbs, 
I had to run back from a hospital. I was just telling this punk right here, brunch boy, that this is my universe and he's just living in it. And if he wants to prove that he can stay by my side, he needs to defeat another champion. And that's why in today's main event, he will face Blake Tanner of the BS. And if he refuses to win, well, who knows what's going to happen to him next week. Whoa, strong words. Strong words from Momoa Curry, apparently. Apparently, Brunch Boy is in a life or death situation. Uh-huh. Um, so... Strange that we've heard such a serious tone from Momoa Curry. It was almost as if he's lost any and all of his uh, natural voice markers. I'm sorry. What did you just say about me? There Blake he is. Tanner, this is why you are going to face the greatest athlete of all time. Well, Momoa, I'm not. Boy! Blake Tanner. Baron Corbin! Well, I'm only an announcer. Blake Tanner, the wrestler, is going to be facing him later, uh, of course. My bad. It's all good, my dude. And uh, let's go to the ring, Blake Tanner, because we, we got some action. Because we, we found out oh, yeah. last week uh, Momoa Curry had two men come for Or not Momoa Curry. I'm sorry, Tim Curry. I was thinking of a different <laughs> Curry. We really should have thought before... Having two wrestlers I mean, both named Curry. But, uh, of course, Tim and Momoa are brothers who are a bit estranged from each but other. But, of course, uh, Tim Curry, uh, Patrick Warburton, both came to the ring last week challenging. Challenging for uh, the great title of Guy Fieri. And it was decided by, of course, Captain Tibbs this week that they would face off against each other to decide who would be number one contender. And, of course, that match... That match was a hell of a no slobber knocker. They mm -hmm. win at each other. Of course, um, of course, Tim Curry was still in a wheelchair. What well, was a little bit difficult there, because Tim Curry, uh, as we all know, is in a wheelchair. But you know, the the, yep. the match went fine up until what uh, up until the end, where I couldn't believe. It. Could you believe what happened? No, it was crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when. When Guy Fieri, you know, Guy Fieri is a champion. You kind of expect yeah. him to have some respectability behind him, but he ran out to that ring. No. Came right he out. He tossed Curry out of the wheelchair, grabbed it, and he flipped him. struck the referee. Had to call a no disqualif like call a disqualification. Like, he hit the referee with Tim Curry. He hit him. Have you ever been so angry, Blake Tanner, that you hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker? Well, Guy Fieri was. Causing a disqualification for them both. So so who's number one contender now? What's going to happen? Of course, uh, we can go down to Guy Fieri in the ring to hear hear what he has to say about all of this. Guy? That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something right now. I know a lot of you don't know what it means to be famous or what it means to be great. But, you know, Guy, Guy's had a long week there in Flavortown. Like, just yesterday I had an interview. And they asked me, Guy, on your hit show, Triple D, which is also my finishing move. 
Every single week, you meet a great restaurant owner. What do they all have in common? And I said, what do all great restaurant owners have in common? They make food. And by that, I mean they make great food. Yep. And you know what great champions have in common? They have great opponents. And neither of those two pukes in that ring, they, they don't have the balls to stand up to me. Their passports won't even allow them to come into Flavortown. And I am the king of Flavortown. And I am the king of the JWF. And neither of those pukes will ever face off against me. And out came Captain Tibbs with a great announcement. Well, listen here, guy. Fury. 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 What you said was well, since we don't have a number one contender, but since we do have two people who want to be number one contenders, and since you messed with that match, you're going to be in a triple threat match what? for your title. No. Guy Fieri's gone crazy. He's flipping chairs. He's going insane. <laughs> no! No! You! How's that for flavor bureaus? <laughs> so, yeah, looks. Uh, sorry, flavor houses. Looks like we Flavor hoods. We have two matches. We've got two matches already announced for the next pay per view. Uh, Scotty Moore earlier in his uh, hospital bed announced that he and the Blake are apparently going to be taking on the Vape Nation in a ladder match for their tag titles. And then, of course, Guy Fieri. You know, he, he, I think Guy Fieri brought this on himself, Blake. In all honesty, you know, he, he could have mm -hmm. had a one-on-one -on -one match, an easy match, but no. He, he, had, yep, to, he had to have a triple threat. And that triple threat, that's what he gets from messing with the match. I think that's what Tibbs was getting at that's, earlier. That's you really know? what you get. But then, of course, we come to the main the main event of the evening. Blake Tanner versus Brunch. Oh. Brunch. Wait. Brunch. Here he comes down. Brunch boy. Brunch boy. Brunch boy. Brunch. Brunch boy. Brunch boy. Brunch boy. He's got mimosas. Um, and you know... <laughs> Here's the thing, Blake. I, I think the crowd is really starting to warm up to Brunch Boy. After all of this abuse, like, I, 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 I now, this means no disrespect. I know you're not him. I know you just share the name. But Blake Tanner almost was getting booed at points because people just were like, we don't want to see what happens to Baron. But, of course, um, Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner is a seasoned champion. And this was not going to be easy for him. But, of course... I mean, I thought it was amazing. Somebody who was uh, just as, uh, who was just acclimated to being uh, a tag team wrestler for so long, being able to take it for uh, so much mm -hmm. as a, a singles competitor, I think it was pretty res a respectable oh, yeah, effort. Oh, the sh most shocking moment of the match for me, though, was right before the uh, commercial break. Blake Tanner hit him with that, uh, that finishing move of his, the bee sting. Hit him with it. And was about to pin one, two, and then you just hear, clouds fill in, and the vape nation was there. It was so full, man. There was so much there was smoke. There was so much smoke, it blinded Blake Tanner. 
And when it come back, when it come back from the uh, commercial break, the match was still going on, of course. But uh, Blake Tanner now had three more eyes on him. Uh, the Vape World Order, Griffin, Travis, and Justin just staring at at him. And Blake Tanner knew that the minute he left that ring, he was gonna be a uh, he was gonna be a dead man. So really, now it was a it was a match of uh, it was a match of survival for both Blake and Baron. It was insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good stuff. But of course, uh, the match did end in no disqualification or disqualification, a disqualification, the exact opposite. <laughs> there were no disqualifications in this match. Until there was there, one. There weren't any, and then eventually there was one when uh, Baron tossed Blake Tanner into all three of the Vape World Order. And, uh, of course, Vape World Order doesn't like that. So they got up, and they immediately started taking down Blake Tanner. And Blake Tanner won by disqualification, but uh, bad news for Brunch Boy. That means he lost. Brunch Boy lost. It was a rough scene. And of course, br you know, like... It was it was terribly uh, it was very visceral watching that beat down on Blake Tanner. I mean, at one point, like one, of, one of the VWO, yeah, one of the VWO, like just like took a big fat rip of their vape and they just blew it straight into his face. I mean, I think you could see them blowing it into his ear and it was coming out of his eye holes. It was man. horrifying. Uh, they gave him a vape bath as uh, Momoa began to berate Baron and beat him down, taking him to the back. But what shocked me was when the Vape World Order actually took Blake, tied him to the ropes on the inside of the ring, and I was afraid it was going to happen to him, too. They pulled out the vape that burnt Scotty Moore a week prior. They pulled back Blake's neck and were about to stab it in, when suddenly, Scotty Moore! He came out not a week, like, he was in the hospital not an hour prior, mm -hmm. ran to the ring. I mean... Yeah, he re he was in a wheelchair at first, but then he jumped out of it. It was crazy. Uh, it was actually, you know... He used the momentum from rolling down no, the it's ramp. Like, you know those old Sin Cara entrances when he would do jump onto the thing and jump into the ring? He did that, and then he jumps into the ring. And then, of course, the BS boys managed to fight him all off, but uh, Blake Tanner still has, like, a sting on his neck from where that vape almost touched him. But, but Scotty Moore knew. He knew he could not let his best buddy go through that. And so they fight him off, and it looks like the Vape World Order has still got the BS boys outnumbered. But uh, who knows what will happen next week on the JWF. Yeah. Yeah. That was an episode. Yeah. Shit. That was an episode. Good night. That was an episode of the Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen. So Blake Tanner. Yeah. Where can they find you, my good buddy? Uh, at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, uh, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya. That's where um, some buddies and I, we do a few different uh, video game series, uh, playthroughs and such like that. And um, you can also find me not watching wrestling because I am a very busy yeah. man. But I We're love the it. worst. We're just the worst. We're so bad. <laughs> and you can find me at Scotty Mo on Twitter. That's at S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can find my books on Amazon. That is Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Queasel Corp. Queasel Corp. Risen. Both are good books. And, of course, you can find both me and Blake on the Load of BS podcast. Just go to whatever. Go to uh, a load of pure BS .com to find us out. 
or you can even go on to uh, any of your favorite podcasting apps is, uh, to find us. And as always, you can find all of us on fightboysshow.podbean.com. You can donate to the Patreon at patreon.com slash fightboysshow. You can buy our merch. Just go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Click on that fightboys section. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube on the BS YouTube channel. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And just remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. See you next week. For life. See you. <laughs>